Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan, and I got my other host over here. Hey, everybody. It's Rick. So we got to start off by throwing out a quick apology. We had a podcast recorded. We had it up and posted, but come to find that our microphone was actually not picking up the audio. It was actually my computer that was picking up the audio, which is why the, the audio sounded just really bad. Yeah, it was a brutal reminder that we are indeed amateur podcasters. So today we we came up with another idea and we, we, we had to do something. We had we Yeah, this is, we need to punish ourselves. We, punishment is the way we went. So what we're gonna do here is we got some Dave's Insanity Sauce Gourmet Hot Sauce. Yep. It's the original hottest sauce in the universe. So what we're going to do with that hot sauce is we're going to answer some basic cycling questions as provided by the internet. And we're also going to be sampling this hot sauce at the same time. Yeah, so it doesn't give... Like a, a Scoville. Scoville is the, the metric used to, to rate spiciness, to rate general heat. Um, but I think anybody... I'm really bad with spicy things. So I like sriracha is about my limit. So yeah, this is Rick's gonna, gonna Rick's gonna freak out. This here. is this is gonna absolutely destroy me. All right, um, so I got actually I have it up here. Oh, okay, we've got a Scoville. Rating. It has a, a Scoville rating of a hundred eighty thousand. In reference, like what's a what's a high jalapeno? Sco- yeah, like what's a jalapeno? Jalapeno Scoville. A jalapeno is. 2500. Okay, so this is quite a bit hotter than jalapeno. It's a lot hotter. I'm not going to enjoy this. I don't even know why I'm getting punished because I feel like this, yeah, was, this was not my really fault. my fault. <laughs> but we'll do it for the podcast, I guess. See. And I guess uh, I'll be taking some some uh, some dashes of hot sauce, but you'll take the first question. How about that? Yeah. So and then another comparison, a ghost pepper is 855,000. Okay. So what was this? 125, uh, 150? It was more than that, I think. Okay. I'm going to look this up one yeah. more time. Anyways. 180. 180,000. Okay. All right. Well, not enough about the, the spiciness All right, of this so, stupid hot sauce. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the hot sauce, and then we have a list of questions here okay. that we are going to answer. This and is loosely inspired by the well-known YouTube series, The Hot Ones. Yeah. Loosely. Shout out. Yeah, loosely. Loosely. It's more of a punishment for us, though. Yeah, so um, what we're going to do is we have just basic common cycling questions that I will present, and after we yeah. take the hot sauce, we're going we're gonna to answer we're and gonna we answer talk them. about And them. we're not going to give you the uh, correct answer, we're going to just give you our answer. Yeah, and also, too, play. I think a good way to really find out who a person truly is is to, to put them under extreme circumstances, and I think this might be one of those days. All right, so... Are you going to do the honors? You're going to answer our first question? Well, we're both going to do it. Oh, I thought we're doing you were... it at the same time. Oh, I don't know if I... Okay. I don't know how, mu- how many of these I'll be able to do. Well, we're not going to do it every single question. We're going to take one, and then if it wears off, take another one. Oh, so this is going to be like a consistent stream of heat. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't okay. like this at all, but okay, let's do it. I'm already getting like a stuffy nose just from like this. I have it on my fingertip, and it's burning my nose. Okay. All right, three... Two, one. Okay. <coughs> okay, what's our first question, Ryan? 
No, don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, Answer, I no, get no, we're at, we're podcasting you. Look at the question. No, I just don't want it. I, I just need to get a napkin because I don't want it to stay on my finger. Okay. Ugh. All right, now be professional and answer the question or ask. All right, the, ask so, the, oh god, this is awful. <laughs> All right, so, do I really need bike-specific shorts? Um, short answer, no. No, they're not mandatory. There's no bike police. Holy. Jesus. I think it depends on how far you're going to go and how many hours you do during the week. If you do multiple hours on the week, more than five, absolutely yes, I think you need I think you need bike-specific shorts because you're going to cause a lot of issues down there and get a lot of chafing. I think if you have oh, <laughs> I think if you have anything beyond like a cruiser, like a townie or anything like that, I think you should probably have like something kind of bike specific mm-hmm. with like a chamois in it. A chamois is a, if anybody hasn't heard, is like a, a thin layer, a thin pad that you can put in your shorts, and it basically is like a nice little buffer between your butt and the seat. Yeah, and if um, you don't want to get the expensive ones, you can get cheap like twenty five dollar under the shorts uh, a pair that's that's that can go under your shorts and you don't look ridiculous. Um, off to that. Second question. Okay. Why you do you know, wear Lycra? First, before that question, I really thought that this little spicy hot sauce was just kind of kind of like wear off after like that first question, but uh, my mouth is still really Under hurting. my eyes? Like I'm my, actually... Right? Like my cheekbones? Yeah. Hurt. I'm actually crying. Like, I have tears down my face. What was the question? Why do you wear Lycra? Good question. Um... As opposed to polyester, spandex. Why do you wear lycra over basketball shorts or running shorts? Um, you don't have to. You can wear basketball shorts and ride your bike. You could also wear running shorts. I guess uh, lycra is the common uh, preference because it's, you know, it's, it hugs the skin and it makes you more aerodynamic as you're riding in the wind. It makes you faster because of the form-fitting properties of the lycra. That's, I guess... That's the scientific answer, but you know what? As long as you have a chamois, you don't really need lycra. You can you can wear. I've seen um, what are they called? Uh, dickies, you know those like shorts with chamois in them, which oh, is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, even mountain bikers a lot of times just wear baggy shorts mm-hmm. with uh, with chamois in them. You don't need lycra. You know what? There's a big movement now actually to to just wear your normal clothes when you're riding. It's a Big thing. There was like I'm a, all about the 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 uh, the, the t-shirt rides, t-shirt yeah. tank top rides. Mm-hmm. All right, you know so, you, we don't we don't have to always look like elite road cyclists all yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm a big fan of just I'll casual be honest, look. The, this, this I'm I'm really good with hot sauce, so this yeah. is already worn off. I'm gonna be honest. This was a bad idea for me because I really can't handle hot sauce. I, I'll take a little I, bit more. I feel like the, delirious trying to answer these oh, questions. So it's it's completely worn off for me. Oh wow. Okay. I can't well, even taste it anymore. Okay. So I'm taking another dab. Well. All right, you, you dab on. Uh, next question. All right. Uh, what's the difference between a road bike and a mountain bike? Why don't you answer this one, Ryan, since right. you're our mountain bike expert? Well, I'm going to take the next dab yeah, here. Yeah, take your, take your hot sauce dab. How you doing over there? Yeah, that was a lot of hot sauce, by the way. Yeah. Um, All right, difference between road bike and a mountain bike. All right, so the difference between a road bike and a mountain bike. Aside that you are terrible at both of them. <laughs> um, a, mountain bike, a mountain bike is going to have thicker tires and knobbier tires. 
Oh man, it. Whew, the second one is got like a de- delayed reaction. Okay. Uh, and it's got a front <sighs> suspension. Um, and it's got wide flat bars, and uh, road bikes have uh, drop bars and skinny tires, and they're much lighter typically. Um, mountain bikes come with a full. Sus- they can either come in full suspension or just a front suspension. Heavier the knobbier tires. Okay, I'm. When is it? A, <laughs> when is when? Here's my question. When is it appropriate to put drop bars on a mountain bike? Uh, that would just make it a gravel bike, wouldn't it? Maybe, kind of. Did we just kind of unlock a hidden secret? No, that that's gra- been done before. Gra- gravel bikes are actually just mountain was, bikes with with uh, <laughs> drop bars on them. Well, there was a there was a um a world cup down a world champion downhill racer who e- Eli Tomac. No, I'm sorry, John Tomac. Yeah, who Eli did, is who son. won who won a, a world cup on um drop bars. They thought it would be like the future. Yeah, it's you know I've seen I've seen people with drop bar mountain bikes. Oh. Uh, Salsa I think made a my couple. My cheeks are on fire. Yeah, I don't oh know why God. it took another one. It's of not those. even in my mouth. It's like yeah. it's like under my eyes. I think that's been enough punishment for messing up the podcast. I, no, I think it's perfect. Oh, this is awesome. The, uh, weird. You like the pain? I know. Okay, so yeah, I think I think Salsa, which is a bike brand out of Minnesota, I believe they make like drop bar mountain bikes, which are kind of like touring mountain bikes almost. I forget. You know, that would be good for this is a while back. Maybe they don't make them anymore. That would be good for like like bike packing, bike packing in Colorado on gravel trails. Yep, on something like really gnarly that even a gravel bike would be like too much to handle. Yeah, and like gravel bikes already, a lot of them almost have like mountain bike tires on them. They're like slicker, but the same size. And you can put like a forty millimeter tire, which is almost as wide as a normal mountain bike tire. Maybe the same the width. All right, so let's. What what other basic cycling questions are we gonna answer? Do clipless pedals make a difference? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think I've only ridden with clipless pedals, really. But you know what? I I recently bought a single speed mountain bike, not mountain bike, a single speed cross bike. Cro- cross bike, and I went a couple days without having clipless pedals on it, and I forgot how much fun it is to just ride a bike with flat pedals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think clipless pedals make a huge difference being able to uh, pull up on your pedal stroke, especially when you're going uphill or sprinting. Yeah. But uh, I think I think flat pedals have I have a huge respect for flat pedals after um, putting them on my cycle cross bike and doing some rides with my girlfriend on them. Yeah, and you're commuting on them too, right? I was commuting on them too. I have a very large respect for them now because they make riding almost more enjoyable. Yeah, you feel I, they're, they're just kind of fun, you know. Like I think you, yeah. you always feel like whenever you're like clipping in or whatever, it's like um, so serious sometimes. And I feel like it it threw me back to like because I literally haven't ridden like just a bike with flat pedals in years, and it was it kind of reminded me when I was like a younger kid. And it was just like oh yeah, you just like hop on your bike and you just go. Yeah, it's fun. And when was the last time you just did a coffee ride where you just rode around town at like? 10 to 12 miles per hour um yeah it's how often do you do that like once in a while last time was probably with you when we do we like to do pretty casual like recovery road rides with either t-shirts or no shirts and sometimes no helmets too but 
before um that's only the state champs we did that that's that only really one good. yeah that's only oh hold on one second we might need to just pause here and All just right. uh, return quick we're, we're gonna, gonna pause and be right back be right back with you all right so we're back we're back so part one had the, some hot sauce yeah we uh we punished ourselves a little bit uh, one of us got a little bit more punishment than the other. Yeah, Rick was Rick was hurting really bad. Oh yeah, I like I said, I don't do spicy stuff very well, so that, you I, know, uh, this, I had to tap out. This hot sauce didn't really do much for me. I'm excited for a uh, little little foreshadowing for people out there. I'm growing some ghost pepper at, in yes. my apartment, which will utilize, which we'll be making into hot sauce, and we'll utilize that during the cyclocross season. Yeah, that's not ambiguous enough. So. Uh, check out for that we'll be putting those on instagram yeah so keep an eye out uh and yeah this was dave's insanity sauce to be honest not the best hot sauce taste wise taste wise not great it was mediocre yeah taste wise was not great you can definitely find good hot sauces that taste hot, stuff that's hot that has some good flavor yeah yeah that's important it was actually when i was at the store it was between this and uh ghost pepper and i chose this because i thought the ghost pepper might be too much i've had ghost pepper before and it's it was also painful. Like, I'll be honest. When I cook with this stuff, it's a lot worse than if I just put it on my finger. I can I can see that. Yeah, because it marinades a little yeah. bit. All right. So next topic. <laughs> next topic. Part two of the podcast. Part two. We're gonna talk some Zwift. Yeah, we're gonna talk Zwift a little bit. Zwift, for those who haven't heard, is a online uh, cycling platform which utilizes either data from a smart trainer, a power meter. Or even a speed and cadence sensor, if you're on a little bit of a budget, in order to create your uh, digital avatar and cycle in a virtual world. Yeah. So I don't have much experience with Zwift. So what you're, we're going to do here is Rick's going to explain it to me, how yeah. it works, and I'm going to drill him with questions because, to be honest, I'm not hugely sold on Zwift, but mm-hmm. that's coming from someone who is very into structure and that's why I use trainer road. You're a, yeah, you're a trainer road guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and but the, I'm willing to change my mind. Well and the genesis for this was I uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, in the podcast or in a couple weeks ago I had some injuries, so I was kinda getting back on the bike within the last week, week and a half. And you know, it's like late in the year, it's August, and I think a lot of people at this point are kind of struggling to find motivation to like finish those really hard workouts and kind of like keep keep sharp for like the end of the season races or if you're going into cyclocross season looking for just kind of like to mix it up with training a little bit so you know one day i hopped on zwift on the trainer and because it was late at night and i thought you know what i'm going to try a zwift race i'm gonna i'm gonna do a virtual bike race which is also pretty cool because you can just pretty much do it whenever you want they have races going at all times during the day so i kind of hopped on there and i used a a, a race on zwift uh as my my workout for the day mm-hmm. nice nice little bit of intensity okay so uh <clears throat> why don't we start off with when you what is the difference now between your first time on zwift and and now so what when you first got on because that was kind of my issue I, yeah. I tried zwift once and um i did their their uh at the time they only had like that volcano yeah so thing. the when you did zwift there wasn't many maps there okay. wasn't many courses so they're like main course is called watopia which is an yeah. island and that has so not only do they still have that course but they've added onto it so it has like different areas a jungle a volcano uh really cool climb 
So that's, that's what I did was I did I, I spent my time on that really big climb. Yeah, which is yeah. So that there wasn't a whole lot outside of that. So there's also now they have a map of London. So that was introduced like a couple of years ago actually. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was that was there the Ride London course. Uh, they also now have they just released a new map called Innsbruck, which is a replica of the 2018 Cycling World Championships course in Innsbruck. Austria, I believe. Okay. And that was pretty cool. There's actually a lot more climbing in that. So there's kind of like a flat parkour inside the city at the base of the mountain. And then it's probably, depending on how fast you are, 20 to 30 to maybe a 40 minute climb, depending on the route you're taking. So that's what I've been kind of riding lately. That's been like the hot new course. So I think that was the one really big benefit to me um, on Swift was when I was doing the mountain, it was it was really cool to yeah to be able to go up a mountain in the winter of Wisconsin. Yeah, well, like when you're riding indoors, yeah, it just gives you a whole new like sense of um, not accomplish yeah I guess accomplishment, but also like a different feel. Like just, yeah, you're just like something you're doing new. something. You're not doing a workout per se. You're actually like you're riding up a mountain, and mm-hmm. if you're on a smart trainer too. Uh, the resistance will adjust as you're riding around the virtual yeah, yeah. map. So, okay, so my issue here, and I want to put this out onto you, was yeah. I almost got bored of, it was just, the, the thrill of being almost on a video game mm-hmm. just wore off. Yeah, and I can totally understand that, especially for somebody that does a lot of riding or racing. But what really got me kind of reintroduced and re, because I used to be the same way, I would just ride around and I would be like, okay, I'm going to ride for like two hours today. And it would just essentially be, you know, tooling around the map. But I recently tried the racing on Zwift, which is something I'd kind of dabbled in before, but not really. And um, to my surprise, I had a lot of fun doing it. It was pretty, pretty fun. Pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so so the, big, the big benefits of Zwift mm-hmm. are you, you can climb mountains yeah, you can actually, and group rides. Yeah, group rides are, they have like group rides and fondos that go on. Okay. So you can join those and just ride with other people. Do you think um, there are other benefits? So and yeah. kind of what I'm getting into here is do you really touch a lot of the map or do you just kind of stay specifically to like the big climbs and wherever the races go. It just depends on what kind of ride you want to do for the day. So if you're doing like a recovery ride, you can actually pick different routes uh, that are preset and you can always change direction and turn around and redo redo routes. So like sometimes I'll get on and I'll want to do a group ride. So whatever way the group ride's going, that's the way I'm going to follow. And then sometimes I get on, I just want to do an easy recovery ride. So I do the flat route or I, you know, Maybe I want to go up a climb. There's also KOMs on the climbs too, so okay. you can kind of pick a favorite climb in Zwift, and you know, like you can you know nail it on you know one side for the first day, and then maybe you come back a couple days and do the climb a different way and try for a different KOM. Uh, so those KOMs. Yeah. So I know they do like a KOM for the fastest person to uh, go up it who is currently online. Yep. And then. Do they do like the KOM of like the day? Do they do the KOM of like the month? Like, how does that work? So it's. Have it's, you ever gotten a KOM like that? No, <laughs> no. I've gotten like a daily KOM or like a you know like an online. Mm-hmm. You're the fastest person within however long to go up the climb, but they do have. I, I believe it's so. I'm pretty sure it's linked with Strava, um, and they do have like an all-time leaderboard okay. on the different climbs, so you can kind of see like how you 
compare to other people. Now, it's all based on the weight that you you put into the game. So you got to be pretty honest about your weight. You're never really sure exactly how honest everybody is, but I think it's just cooler to use it as like a personal metric, right? Okay. So you went up the climb in uh, 20 minutes today. Like, what's your best time next month? Like, yeah. oh, I went up at 18 minutes now. So like, I'm getting faster. Do they have like wind on Zwift? Wind. Wind. Like, so like... If you're going one direction, you go a little bit slower than you did yesterday because in the oh, game, the wind I see what switch, you mean. switches. No, I don't think they no. do. I'm pretty sure like the the environment itself is kept consistent. Okay. Yeah, because they want to make sure like if like you know if you get on and you want to go after your favorite KOM, they you know like how bummed would you be if it's like oh well there's like a 20 mile an hour headwind yeah. today like you're gonna have to guess guess you're gonna have to do that a different day or okay. something like that. Yeah, because I, I was asking this because like. One person that I know, they did like a hundred mile ride on Zwift. Okay, that's, that's that's a lot. Yeah, and they did it in like under four and a half hours. Okay, by themselves. Yeah, and they were just like a basic club rider. That's believable. So though. I was like, yeah. he's averaging like twenty three miles per hour for like four and a half hours by himself. Oh, okay. So I was wondering, like, like did he have like zero? That? So I was wondering, like, is there zero air resistance? So there's a couple different things that could be going on. So like in Z- in Zwift, you can customize like your your bike and your wheels and your different components. So you can put like the most aerodynamic uh, equipment together. Oh, okay. So you can do that. You can also pick a time trial bike mm. and use that. And when you're riding around too, there will be groups that just fly by you. So like, if you were to like tag onto the back of a group. You could, you know, get going at a pretty good pace without putting in too much effort. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It is okay. pretty, yeah, it is pretty interesting. All right. So let's talk the races. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, that's a huge highlight. How, yeah. So how often are you, did you race on Zwift? Um, so I did, I was like... And are like, you using the racing as like training? Are you using it... Just for fun, yeah. Just what, for what you doing? just for fun, just for training to get a little bit of intensity in and just kind of keep it interesting. So I was on a couple nights ago, and I just decided, oh, I'll do do a race. And you can pick different races and different routes. So I just happened to pick one that was on the Innsbruck course, and that was a, a pretty climby race. So we started at the base of the climb. We rode about in the races. I think the biggest difference too with like outdoor road racing is. The, the the start is generally pretty chill in terms of like everybody kind of clips in, rolls around for maybe a lap, and then it kind of starts to get pretty hot. Whereas like in Zwift, it basically I don't I've never done a race where it didn't start out like really hard. Why do you think that is? I like. I, well, do you think that mm-hmm. it's just so engraved now that all the starts start super hot that that's just how it is? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think people they just. So one one thing I've noticed is that the drafting is you don't quite feel it as much in like Zwift as you would outside because you can't really freewheel like you know when you're yeah you you can go like a pretty long time doing a race outside where you can just stop pedaling it's in the group mm-hmm. but yeah like with Zwift like you always kind of got to be putting a little bit of pressure on the pedals so I think people go out super hard because they know that if they set a really hard pace like. Even if they do a little bit more power, they still hurt everybody else pretty mm-hmm. good. They put some fatigue in their legs. Okay, so like when if you're going three three hundred watts in a race, yeah. uh, and you're sitting in the middle of the group, how fast? Uh, how many watts are you doing? So if I'm sitting, if I'm doing three hundred watts, in no, the no, no. Of the so group, the so person like the, at the, the front, front yeah, yeah, is doing three so, four hundred watts. Yeah, 
I, what are you doing? I, I would guess I'm probably doing, you know, if they're about like the same body type as me, 200, maybe 220. So like okay. you're definitely, me, yeah, probably, probably more like 220. Okay. So you're drafting, but like you're still sitting at like a, a, a decent amount of power where you're not just like mm-hmm. noodling along pretty much. Does yeah. it then like die off or does the pace stay pretty high? So the pace always stays pretty high. Like okay. it never really gets easy, yeah. which is which is also kind of like, yeah, like good. I said, I was using it for training and just kind of have mm-hmm. fun. So like I don't want it to be easy, right? Um, so it was pretty much like I would say like a kind of a tempo effort into the climb, maybe a sweet spot effort into the climb. And then we hit the climb. There was like I think about 23 people in my race. And right when you hit the climb, um, you know, that's when weight matters a lot. So basically the entire group shatters into like the people that you're about as strong as. So I tried to stay with the front of the race for probably the first quarter of the climb. And then I realized that the two guys that were on the front were just in a different, on a different level. So they got up the road. I was in the chase group of three for probably next, you know, like the next quarter of the climb where the guys were probably i could feel like just going up the climb like we were in a group but i was definitely like man i'm really hurting and i didn't know how much longer we had to go so like probably about a mile from the peak i just kind of let them go and i just rode my own pace so and then which was kind of cool because i think the you have to change your mindset when going into these races because you shouldn't expect to even really contend because you never know like who you're racing against Mm -hmm. but especially on a course like this it's kind of like okay you know five guys are up the road i'm racing with these other three guys because they're about as strong as i am okay so it's kind of like yeah maybe i'm not contending for the win but like i'm at least with a group of riders that are about my strength and that can race against so it was a pretty cool course we got over the summit of the climb and then basically by that time I was by myself so like I think there were like five or six riders up the road and then there was me and then there was like a, a chase group of probably four riders so we you know you go like uh, I think it was like 50 kilometers down down the mountain and you hit the base of the climb and you basically have to do a four mile time trial so because I was by myself I just had to drill it as hard as I could and I think I ended up getting like seventh of 23 so mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun it was, okay. it was a cool format so okay, so one thing I've always wondered about Zwift, yeah, because this seems so sketchy for me. Okay, is the sprinting on Zwift because you know there are people that are like sprinting on their trainer like they are outside, where the rear of the trainer is like going back and forth, like bouncing off the ground. Yeah. Do have you ever seen people do that? So like I, I have in person. I have seen people do that. I don't know why you would do that. Like I get it's competitive and all. But like that, lo- that looks like you're gonna break your bike. Yeah, so if you're gonna break your bike, that's how you're gonna do it. And for a lot of bike manufacturers too, your bike is warranted on the trainer if it's like an aluminum bike. So I think, yeah, like I think Specialized a while back, if you had like a, a Sprint Alay or like a, any kind of aluminum bike, you were fine. But their carbon bikes aren't warranted to be ridden on the trainer. So wow. like if you break a carbon bike on a trailer, and this might have changed, this was you know a year or two ago. If you break a carbon bike on the trailer trainer, you're screwed. Like, you know, like it's not under warranty. Yeah. So I've always thought about that too. I think, yeah, I mean, especially in those races, 
I think you could pretty much put out a good amount of power in the saddle or just slightly out of the saddle. But yeah, I've never been one to like just get all you know get out of the saddle and like rock my bike back and forth in a trainer. Yeah, because like I just doing trainer road. Like today, I was doing um, uh, a uh, it was like four sets of seven 50 second intervals at 330 watts. Yeah, and just doing that, I can, I'm seated. You know, hands are on the the tops. Mm-hmm. And I can see my bottom bracket kind of going back and forth. You know, it's it's a carbon bike, but you know, it's meant to it's meant to move. Yeah, it's meant to flex a but, bit. And I've never heard of anybody like that I've known that's broken a bike in a trainer. But I know it does happen. Yeah. So like, I don't think you're gonna break a a, a bike on a trainer doing that. <clears throat> Even Trainer Road has never had a single person write uh, into them that they've broken a bike on a trainer. Mm-hmm. But like sprinting. On a trainer, that I I would totally you know, believe. Yeah, a, a bike would break like I, that. I still think that presents the possibility for sure. I'm in that in that camp too. Yeah, but well, all in all, though, I thought it was like it was really it was just a lot of fun. Like it was it was like a good amount of intensity. It's cool that you can pick whatever kind of race you want to do. You can do a one lap race on a pan flat course that lasts 15 minutes. You can do a climbing road race that's like 50 miles long. It's just cool. There's like a lot of variety within it too. Okay. So have you used any of the other services that are similar to Zwift? Like um, Cyclops has Ruby, which is their kind of, it's kind of like using Google Maps to, to ride. Oh yeah. I've seen that before. Yep. Yeah. What do you think of that versus Zwift? So if you, if you were to try them out. Yeah. Say they were both just as popular as each other. Uh huh. Which one would you use? Now, like Ruby doesn't have like an avatar. So I've never done the Cyclops version, but I know Be Cool. Yeah. Has kind of like a GPS map like same that. Same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So essentially, it's trying to replicate riding outside, and I thought it was almost worse than riding the trainer. And I, I don't really like riding the trainer that much. Okay. But I. I thought that thing, like uh, whatever, the simulation mm-hmm. almost made it worse because it was like riding outside, but like in a pixelated, really crappy okay. uh, remake of it. Yeah, yeah. The thing I really like about Zwift is they try to gamify yeah. the experience, like whether it's power-ups, mm-hmm. whether it's constantly like flashing like uh, different achievements in your face. You know, you got your friends popped up on the sidebar right there. It's like... It's accepting that you're inside and you're riding a virtual world. It's not trying to be. It's not trying to be the realistic world. Like it might have realistic physics and realistic aspects of the game, but it's not. It's not trying to recreate something. It's doing something completely of its own. Okay. So, what do you think the future of Zwift is? I think, to be honest, like after doing some of these races and kind of exploring a little bit more of the Zwift community, I think. I think Zwift is only growing. I think they've had like a huge amount of success, especially with people um, kind of shying away from riding as much on the road, just with how many people are getting hit by cars and the cycling community in general seems like it's shrinking outside, but it seems like it's growing inside. Yeah. Especially with the races I did too. I did a race that was like at 5 a.m. in the morning. So everybody I raced against was uh, like from an Asian demographic. Really? Yeah, because you have your flags there. And I, I yeah. kind of thought that to myself. It's like, wow, I'm doing a race with these people, and I have no idea if there's like a bike racing uh, culture in you know Korea or Japan or Thailand or these yeah. places. 
But like that's getting people into bike racing, mm-hmm. the fact that they can do it on on Zwift, right? So I think racing in every discipline has been shrinking, but I think online Zwift racing is actually growing. And okay. I think I honestly think bike racing itself um, is becoming more appealing in the format of like a Zwift race where people mm-hmm. can get on. There's no fear of crashing. They can do it whenever they want to. And the categories that you pick are pretty arbitrary, right? Right. So like if you, uh, if you feel like doing the B race, if you feel like that's where you fit in, you can do the B race. If yeah. like you're feeling really good, like you can just hop into the A race and you can go kind of between all of them depending on where you're at with your fitness. Yeah. It, I think, I think that's going to grow. I th- so I, th- I think right now there's limitations and we were kind of talking about this yeah. uh, before was, um, and the one thing that kind of came to my mind too, uh, was just the, the trainers themselves and the calibra- calibration of the trainers. Cause it, it's pretty much like no two power meters are going to be calibrated perfectly together. You know, I'd agree. I, th- I think for power meters, they're pretty darn close. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about power meters being too far away. So, and, and, or and like this smart is, trainers, this you know? is in the context of like, say you're racing with somebody and they're putting out illegitimate power numbers. Yeah. So I think to, to kind of like insert a little something before we get into that topic, I think weight is probably the biggest thing that people can cheat with. That's Zwift doping. That's Zwift doping, right? You can say you're 132 pounds when you're really 166 pounds and you just crush everybody. So yeah, that's, that's Zwift doping as Ryan put it. But I think that in terms of like trainer calibration, um, I think you get, you'd have to go, you'd have to do a lot of work to figure out how to like over or under calibrate your trainer in order yeah. to get like a better power reading. It's kind of hard to do that. Well, just like over and, time, like if you've had your trainer for like three, four years. Yeah, that's true. And say it goes from being like zero to one and a half percent off to being like 10% closer off. to the five, Yeah. Like 5% off that, that yeah. would make a big swing. Yeah. That would make a big swing. Even I, if it's I agree. like. 10 watts you know 10 watts is a good amount the interesting thing is i know that for some races you have to have power well you have to have a power meter um and you also have to have um heart heart rate data in order to validate your win i think yeah you know what that actually brought up a good point this just kind of came to my mind because how um like trainer road has fixed that issue of maybe not having a perfect calibrated smart trainer or Uh power meter is that it's power matching so it, it so for people that have a power meter and a power trainer it actually syncs both those uh two together yeah and finds where the right number is based off of the two different power meters mm-hmm. so i could see like zwift racing becoming like a competitive thing yeah but then having multiple metrics to make sure everything is within like half a percent so in terms of like future of zwift racing i think what you're going to see is the zwift bike oh, so okay. have you heard of peloton yes peloton's a really popular indoor cycling video like it's it started as a cycling studio in new york and they actually created their own exercise bike that has all of their videos like they live stream it to the bike but it's a Peloton brand bike, and I think it's only a matter of time before Zwift creates the Z bike or the Zwift okay. bike, where it's it's I don't know how much this could possibly be, but or I or maybe get, just like a Zwift trainer or yeah, a Zwift uh, something Zwift specific. Mm-hmm. So 
the power is always the same. And then when you hop on the bike, it takes your weight. It like it weighs oh, you. Yeah, okay. that's kind of my prediction yeah. of, of the future of competitive Zwifting. Okay. And I think you're gonna have races that are that are for Z bikes only. So like, if you want to join this race, you gotta have a Z bike because then we know all your stuff is legit. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that'd be honestly sweet. Like I think that'd be awesome because then you're racing online. You're like. I know for a fact that everybody here is not cheating. And then it could get into almost like a competitive thing. And I could see people. Because yeah. think about how inexpensive it would be to do that, you know? Yep. And then to broadcast it on Twitch yeah. or something. Or YouTube, and, you know? And Swift is already there. So they have this thing called the CVR World Cup Series where they, they go to different venues and they basically have everybody set up on their own Zwift setup. And they're doing all of the races, and I mean, it's really a cool thing. And they're live streaming it, and they're streaming it on different networks, and it's really legit too because everybody's on the same equipment, yeah. like train in terms of their their smart trainer, mm-hmm. and everybody has to weigh in like right before the race. So it's like it's all controlled. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, it's a huge production value. They've got to have all the TVs and everything there. But it's it's all in one venue. Yeah, Everybody yeah. can watch the race at once. They can select all yeah. the different racers. Um, it's almost like what you wish regular bike racing was, like an arena for the sport. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to paint you a picture. Yeah. Okay? All right. So imagine um, like an eSports stage, okay? Okay. So you know how they do it like one team is on the left, one team is on the right, okay? Yeah. What if they did that where they had like 50 people on trainers? And then as you, it was like maybe 10 teams of five people. And each five teams had like their own little kind of hub, you know? Yeah. Where they could talk to each other. Each of them had like, their like own an screen. E- yeah, like an esports. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And think about how cool it would be to see each team and like uh, see them talking and talking chatting. together. Yep. And uh, seeing like the guy who's on in the break, like working hard while they're got their, their teammates are sitting in the back. And being able to just go from team to team while someone uh, commentates it, and then keeping the races to like a very intense like hour, like an hour or maybe an hour and a half or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's really a cool idea. And the the crazy thing is like that's probably in the near future. You know, if you think about this, how many kids play soccer through high school, right? Like not not a not a small amount, but like. Mm-hmm. It's probably not half the kids that would go to probably high school. Probably less know, than a quarter. Football is still a more popular sport to play, yeah. and baseball and stuff like that, track and field. But how many kids are into FIFA? I know yeah. so many kids. And when I mean FIFA, I mean the video game FIFA. Mm-hmm. I know so many kids that I've gone to college with and high school with that they literally would never kick a soccer ball, but they love playing FIFA. I can't play FIFA to save I'm, my life. I'm not very good at it. I'm okay. Like I can I can play against people that are okay, but I I, I could never figure good. out the shooting. Yeah, I don't know. know. I, I, I got I, see really I'd good. always I'd always just blow it. Like I'd yeah. it would I would shoot it way over the goal. See I could kick it right, yeah. but I could never direct it. I didn't know how oh, to direct it. Oh yeah, that's yeah, it's it's a skill dude. Like yeah. some of the people that I know that are really good at FIFA, man, they were playing like hours a day. Oh, I was watching people play at a party once, and it's amazing. Like, if they wanted to score, they could score. Yeah, it's crazy. I yeah. wish I was that good, but I, I got don't pretty play good at NHL. The NHL games. 
Oh, yeah, I had one of those games yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah, those are pretty fun. I like but those, too. You get to a point in that game where you can kind of uh, read the AI goalie. Yeah. And you can you know exactly what maneuver to do every single time that you're going to score. Yeah. Because it's, it's it gets boring almost. It's not boring. Definitely feels it's, good it's to predictable. score. Predictable. It's, it's predictable. Yeah. The AI is predictable because so you're not controlling the goalies. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's – but, again, so that's my point is I think Zwift is going to get people interested in cycling and bike racing where I don't think bike actual bike racing will or does. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, and especially like with the production too, you know, like I can get on and I can do a race whenever I feel like it and I can do a hilly race whenever I feel like it. Yeah. yeah. Or I can do any kind of race. And yeah, it's just it's endless possibilities. Um and it's, I don't know, I just, you know, I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. I think it's a really cool thing. I think you should um, take that idea and run with it and give, give me 50-50. Mm, I, yeah, yeah, 50-50 of my idea. Yeah. Does that mean that you'll maybe pay 50-50 for my Zwift account? I'm more going to be there for emotional support. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'll get and you on. I'll, making the cool t-shirts. Of course, of course. We'll have t-shirts coming soon. Z-Racing. Yeah. And it's like a big Z. Z, like a, yeah. Like a cross, like a lightning bolt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, we already got the design. There Wouldn't that be crazy, though, that like sometime in the future, it's like, oh, what do you do? It's like, I'm a professional bike racer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, where do you race? Like, oh, online. Like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and think about it too. So everybody, um, you know, like the biggest hang up with professional cycling, and this is really why nobody makes any money is for two reasons, right? One is that it's, it's insanely expensive to, um, create equipment Yeah. or not create, I'm sorry, not create equipment, but to like to supply a team with uh, really high, high level, expensive carbon bikes, carbon wheels. That you know, uh, a road team will have a follow car. You have to have all of these things, and that really hurts the bottom line of being able to pay professional athletes. And then the second reason is that cycling has no paid arena. And with Zwift, I mean, that's kind of taking care of both, yeah, yeah. both of those things, right? All of a sudden, you have a, an arena where you can charge people to come into. The racing is interesting and in a cool format that they can literally change at any point. And it's the, the overhead of putting races on is extremely low. And then even just for the sponsors, I mean, if you pay to, you know, it's not each individual team pays for, gets sponsors. Yeah. It's literally the, the whoever's putting on gets the sponsors. And then sponsors are seen more because they're promoted know, per event instead yeah. of per team. And then you can put up banners and stuff that are constantly being seen. You can have a commentator that's saying, Oh, brought to you by whoever. But then also you can get sponsors from outside the cycling industry. Now you're jumping into the gaming industry where you can yeah. get Alienware, Sony. Um, I'm not to- totally familiar with all the gaming. Electronics. Brands. Electronic yeah. sponsors. Right. You, you know, you're, you're using these TVs. You're using yeah. these trainers. You're using uh, this lighting system, these fans for the you athletes. Need, you need like a desktop or something. Yeah. And I think something that's also really cool and really... Um, uh, interesting would be that it basically completely levels the playing field. Yeah. Anybody, you know, there's no there's no equipment advantage, mm-hmm. right? So like, I can go race a pro, and we are on the same bike, and we're doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's just him against me. Like, yeah, yeah. how much better is he than I am? Probably a lot still, but at least I feel like you know, a little bit better because we're on the same bikes. All right. So we got our. 
first professional Zwift racer. Who's that? Z racer. You. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, you're gonna yeah be the first I'm gonna. One. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna stop riding outside. I'm just gonna Z race. Z race. Yeah. I'm gonna Pen, go to. I'm gonna go to copyright. The, TM. The Zateway Cup. Zateway and, Cup. And do some some crits, some Z crits. Z crits. All yeah. right. Yeah. So that'll wrap it up. Uh, we got Gateway coming up. Make sure to go follow the Instagram because we're gonna have a bunch of content yeah. from Gateway Cup coming to that. We're gonna have video. We're gonna have interviews. We're gonna have podcasts. We're gonna it's have gonna, swag too. We're gonna blow it up. And if you're going to Gateway, you better talk to us. Better come find. We're gonna us. be down there. We're gonna have we're gonna have uh, a couple guys. We're gonna be hanging out. We're gonna be doing some races. Yeah. And we're gonna be podcasting. I want you to scream, go Ryan, go Ryan. We yeah. love you. Yeah, and Rick, you're here too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I just like being recognized. Like, there you go. Hey, Rick. And that's all you got to say. And that's it. Don't say go. Don't say good luck. Don't say, you know, go get them. Just say, we acknowledge that you're here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the spirit. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back next week. Again, go follow the Instagram. We're going to have a bunch of content coming to that. Uh, that's it then. Keep your eyes, well, keep your ears peeled for some new podcasts coming out. The week of Gateway 2, we're going to have a couple different episodes, so be on the lookout for those. All right. Bike Racing Weekly is our Instagram, bike underscore weekly, bike racing weekly, sorry, bike underscore racing underscore weekly. And you can also find us on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, all your favorite podcast apps. Go uh, subscribe to us there. Leave a review. We'd love to get some reviews. We would love them. Yeah. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.